everyone, I'm Laura. I'm sure many of you dread getting stuck in an elevator. How about getting stuck in an elevator for seven hours with your worst enemy? Sounds terrible, right? Unfortunately, that's what happened to me. My parents got divorced when I was very small. I'm more like my dad, so I can't say that my mom and I get along very well. We managed fine for a while, but things have gotten a lot worse recently. One day, my mom and I had a huge fight. When that happens, I usually go and stay with my dad. I packed a few things, shut the door, and left. We live in a 16-story building with two elevators, one big, one small. I called the elevator. The small one came. I wish it were the big one, I thought to myself, because I'm claustrophobic. If I stay in a narrow place for a while, my chest tightens and I can't breathe. If I stay even longer, I lose control and have a panic attack. But that day I wanted to get away from my mom as quickly as possible, so I got into the small elevator. On the way down, it stopped on the sixth floor. I hope it's not Brittany, I thought, and then I saw that it was her. Brittany is the only enemy I have. Unfortunately, we live in the same building. She was on the phone and sounded upset. Hmm. I'm home. Where else can I be? I'm about to get into the elevator. I'll lose connection. I'll call you back, she said. The elevator door closed. She noticed that she wasn't alone. She was about to say hi, but when she saw that it was me, she clearly wasn't happy. Oh, great, she said, and started randomly pressing the buttons. She wanted to get off before we reached the ground floor. Don't worry, I don't bite, I said. She coldly replied, you couldn't even if you wanted to. When she said this, the elevator started shaking and then stopped as if hanging in midair. Brittany waited for the door to open so she could go out. When it didn't, she pressed the open button. Nothing happened. So she started randomly pressing buttons again. I couldn't help myself and said, will you stop doing that? That's what got us stuck in the first place. She met my eyes for the first time. Because of me? I think you should stop blaming others for the bad things that happen in your life, she said. I knew what she meant by that, but I kept quiet because I was already sweating. I had to get out of there as soon as I could. I'd had three panic attacks in my life. I knew how bad they were, and I didn't want to have another one. I tried to pry the elevator doors open. I pulled as hard as I could, but it didn't work. Brittany started punching the door. She was shouting, Anyone there? We're stuck in the elevator. Anyone there? We were probably stuck between two floors, so it was really difficult for someone to hear us. Brittany took out her phone. She knew that there was no signal in the elevator, but she still wanted to give it a shot. She tried calling someone, but of course it wasn't going through. We both knew that the second you step into an elevator in this building, you lose connection and the internet stops working. Brittany was standing right in front of the buttons. Can you move over, I asked. She did. Just as I thought, there was an emergency button with the alarm sign on it at the bottom. I pressed it for a very long time. We didn't hear anything, so the alarm must be ringing somewhere else. But where? When would the person who hears the alarm come, and how would they get us out of here? My chest started tightening. Now, on top of the sweating, I was also having trouble breathing. Brittany sat on the floor. She took out a pack of cookies from her bag and started eating. I remembered that I hadn't had breakfast. 
It would have been nice to have one, but I'd rather die than ask Brittany for a cookie. Anyway, she wouldn't give me any, even if I asked since we're enemies. Actually, I was the first one to say, you are my enemy. To which she replied, in that case, you are my enemy too. Do you want to know what happened? I'm sure you'll side with me when I tell you about what made me say that. Brittany moved into our building with her family last summer. I saw her around, but we hadn't been introduced. When school started, I saw that we were in the same class. Eventually, we became friends. Since we lived in the same building, we would hang out after school, too. I shouldn't have trusted someone I had just met, but I ended up sharing a lot of personal stuff with her. I told her about the guy I had a crush on. I was totally in love with John, but I thought I had no chance with him because he was one of the most popular guys at school. When I told Brittany, she tried to encourage me. She said something like, Don't belittle yourself. Let him know that you're interested. Mm. One day she said, I'm going to try to talk to John. I think he likes you too. We'll find out if he does. So she started coming up with excuses to hang out with him. A few weeks later, she said, I want to talk to you about something and invited me over. Turns out she and John got really close. They were texting each other all night. She shamelessly said, I am aware of your feelings, but I fell in love with John. There's nothing I can do about it. I was totally shocked. Brittany, you're kidding, right? I said. I'm afraid not. Please understand me, she said. Obviously, there was no way I'd understand her. She had betrayed me. I knew that she actually liked someone else, so it made no sense for her to start dating John. We had a huge fight that day and then kept fighting through text messages at night. The next morning at school, I called her over. You betrayed me. You are my enemy now, I said. She said the same thing to me too. We stopped being friends right away. That is until we got stuck in the elevator. In my whole life, I only ever had one enemy. And now I was stuck in an elevator with her for the past four hours. There was no sound coming from outside. We kept on pressing the emergency button, but nobody was coming. Either the button was broken or nobody was checking because it was a weekend. I was feeling dizzy from hunger and claustrophobia. I was moments away from having a panic attack. All of a sudden, the elevator fell a few floors down with a loud bang. We both screamed. The elevator shook for a while and then stopped. When things had calmed down, I noticed that Brittany was holding my arm in fear. She felt ashamed and pulled away. When I looked at her, I smiled, and she (laughs) smiled back. I was no longer strong enough to stand. So I sat down. Brittany took out the pack of cookies again. She offered me some. I wanted to offer you some earlier, but I was afraid to, she said. I took a couple of cookies, and Brittany sat next to me. I was really dizzy, so I ate the cookies really fast. Did you know that I have claustrophobia? Don't be scared if I have a panic attack soon. I act really crazy when I have a panic attack, but I won't hurt anyone except myself, I said. I teared up and had to hold back from crying. She said, you never told me about that. My mom has claustrophobia too. She can't even wear a turtleneck. She reached forward. Close your eyes. That's how I always calm my mom down, she said, and held my hand. Then in a gentle voice, she said, we're on a beautiful beach now. The sea is in front of us and the sky is above us. Look around. What do you see? Tears were rolling down my cheeks. I said, the sea is in front of us and the sky is above us. 
She continued, We're sitting on the sand. Can you smell the sea? I was really relaxed. Yes. I said, I can hear the waves too. Then we actually heard something. Hey! Hey! I opened my eyes. This doesn't sound like a wave. I think someone's here to help. I said, and got up. Help us! There are two of us here! I yelled. There was an immediate response. Be patient, I'll get you out of there. I was already feeling better thanks to Brittany. And now, with the hope of being saved, I was much better. I started <laughs> laughing out loud. I looked at Brittany. She was sulking for some reason. We're getting out. Cheer up, I yelled. She took a deep breath. You know, Laura, John is a total control freak. He's so jealous. He suffocates me. I want to get rid of him, but I can't break up with him because that'll make you happy, she said. I wasn't expecting her to say something like that. I screamed with joy. What? A control freak? I hate guys like that. <gasps> Me too. Now that I confessed this to you, I can dump John as soon as we get out of here, she said. The elevator made a loud noise and shook again. We screamed and hugged each other. But this time we weren't going down, we were going up. When we realized that, we started yelling happily. They slowly pulled the elevator up. It took around half an hour. We were now able to hear voices much more clearly. The door opened slightly. We saw two dirty hands reaching inside. Then finally the doors opened. There was an overweight guy with oil all over him. He was almost out of breath. The guys called me right away when they got your emergency call, but I had to set up a safety wire to pull you up. That takes a long time to do. I'm sorry you were stuck here for such a long time, he said. It really was a terrible experience, but we were finally out. I was so happy that I kissed the man. Brittany and I ran down the stairs. When we were outside, I stopped and looked at the sky. Life was beautiful. I turned to Brittany and saw that she was on the phone. Are you calling John? I asked. No. John left me 35 voicemails when he couldn't reach me. I'm listening to them, she said, smiling. We grabbed some coffee and went to a park. Brittany called John and told him she wanted to break up. After she hung up, she looked me in the eyes and sincerely apologized to me. I'm such a stupid teenager. Will you be able to forgive me? She asked. Those seven <laughs> hours we spent together inside the elevator had formed a special new bond between us. As another stupid teenager, I forgave the only person who was my enemy.